Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you very much. Welcome to the program, Charles Moskowitz. And I've got William Ramsey here today. He's the author of Global Death Cult, The Order of Nine Angels, Adam Waffen, and the Slaughter of the Innocents. Now, uh, William, we've done programs before. The thing that I find particularly interesting about your work is that you delve into the dark side as an investigator of what we may call the international elite establishment. Now, I have done many programs on how the international elite works, the amoral, atheistic rulers of the universe, as it were. The, the informal aristocracy that seeks a globalistic, informal control. They leave in place the sovereign nations as appearing sovereign, but they gradually usurp control through uh, private entities and through a, a revolving door between governments and themselves. And I trace, I mean, we could trace this back to the beginning of time. This is nothing new. I mean, Whitaker Chambers talked about this being the world's second oldest religion, one that occurred when the serpent at the Garden of Eden uh, tempted Adam and Eve to um, know all things and basically to overthrow God in heaven. But in the modern context, I trace it back to the advent of the Illuminati in Europe and also the, in, in Judaism. And I just wrote a book about this called The Case of Jexit, the the um, American Jewish exodus from the left. In the case of my own people, this false messiah, Shabtai Zvi, who made major inroads into Judaism as a poisonous kind of a branch that has taken over the control to a large extent of the Jewish establishment. I think that they eventually gave birth to the Rhodes Roundtable, and thus we have the Anglo-American establishment, and we have the in a sense, the international order that is responsible and that is behind world wars, world famines, world programs, world pandemics, and all sorts of other activities to keep the rest of us sovereign citizens under God off balance. But you go into it, an aspect of it that is really important and is interesting in your work in that you look at the occultic, darkest side of it sort of the street side of it, if you will, and how that has infiltrated the establishment itself. So you start with uh, your book about Aleister Crowley, who of course was a major influence on the counterculture of the 1960s and who allegedly was the father of Barbara Bush's mother, put that aside, or Barbara Bush. But 
let's let's start there. Who was Aleister Crowley? Well, he was a member of the British establishment, British elite. Uh, he was born in 1875, died in 1947. But what kind of distinguished him, uh, aside from his wealth and good, excellent education at Cambridge, is his desire really to become the hierarchy of uh, the very top of the occult hierarchy in the world, really. He wanted to really establish himself very ambitious. He had the time and intellect to do it. And uh, he really said he wanted to become like the devil's chief of staff. And I think he achieved it. So he spent all of his time writing, reading and writing. He was a literateur. He wrote on a variety of different subjects, articles. He wrote for Vanity Fair here in the United States when he was here during World War I. But I think his impact... Uh, reverberated through history past his death. Uh, I think he was actually kind of, uh, he said, before Hitler was, I am. It's a it's a very dark play on a New Testament statement by Jesus of Nazareth. But uh, he kind of, he was, Hitler was kind of a politicized Crowley. Crowley believed in kind of this elite aristocratic dominance. One of his favorite axioms was the slaves shall serve. So he thought that, every, he thought that the kind of feudalistic aristocratic society was the ideal optimal society, which isn't surprising because he was kind of the beneficiary of a very class conscious uh, British empire in the late 19th century. So he didn't really see anything any other way. He always said, find the diamonds and polish them. So he really wasn't kind of an egalitarian person, but his emphasis on kind of ritual magic, we call it generally occultism or Satanism, ritual magic, drug use, and license, sexual license, I think, reverberated through the 60s. It was very influential in bands, music, Timothy Leary, Huxley actually kind of knew Crowley and met Crowley. So you can say the, the doors of perception in some ways were influenced by Crowley's use of what they called anhelonium at the time, what was really mushrooms or psilocybin. Um, so I think that Crowley, even all the way up into 9-11, you see the, the kind of numerology, Crowley's numerology and ideology in the events of 2001, 9-11-2001, the kind of deeper, darkest aspects of that event at the new millennium, the new time of uh, the third cent, the third millennium, ostensibly, depending upon which calendar you use. But uh, so Crowley really was very influential. So I really wanted to go and take a look at him myself. He thought he was a prophet of a new age. So I, Keith called himself a prophet of the new aeon. So that's why that the book had that title. Because I do believe he was evil. I do believe in kind of good and evil. I think those are important dualistic ways to look at the world, whether it's good or evil. So, But I think all of his acts were pretty much, and his legacy is really actually evil, yeah. He Was he connected to the OTO, the um, Scottish Rite? Um, yeah, he was a member. He was a member and then became head of the OTO in 1925 okay. after its leadership died. There were two German guys, Royce, and I can't remember the other one, but uh, yeah, he was then the member. He actually lived in Germany during the Weimar Republic. He was actually there in Germany when Hitler came to power, I think in 32. Uh, so um, he had some friends. It was very, he had some kind of close contacts around there. There's a lot of occultism brewing around the Nazis and Hitler himself. A lot of the people were um, influenced by Helena Blavatsky, like Crowley himself. Right, so right, you... right. So before we go to like the connection there, I want to just do a little bit more background here. Um, in that the, um, if you go back to uh, the philosophy of Adam Weishaupt, the founder of the Illuminati in 1776, and uh, Shabtay Zvi, who was exposed as a fraud in 1666, 
but whose cult continued under the Sabadian banner as a secret society. Their philosophy was what uh, actually what Martin Luther called antinomian. They wanted to overthrow the order of the world. They wanted to overthrow morality, society, the nation state, the clerics, all of the institutions that had been created in a sense to advance individual freedom and, to, and that were genuinely progressive. In the name of creating this kind of a man, this new society, I mean, the communists call it the dictatorship of the proletariat. There are other names for it, but it's a society where there is really no longer the individual sovereign under God. Everybody becomes some kind of a massive collective and the entire world becomes one gigantic ant colony where we're all kind of in tune with nature. Karl Marx is somewhat specific about this. And I think there have been connections drawn between Marx and um, the Illuminati because the organization that hired him to write the Communist Manifesto, the League of the Just, was a, a secretive society that might have had connections there. Well, I don't know if that's proven, but the point is that the, the tradition goes back, it goes back in some circles to the Knights Templar um, and this, uh, this chapel in, in Scotland that was very influential for them. Um, and, and that it's this idea of overthrowing the world order in the natural world order, the, uh, the existence under God. So you have this idea of transforming man into this new kind of a being that is lacking the concept of created in the image of God, that the individual. And I think that Crowley was a part of that secret society genre that had developed around that idea. And they had to be secret because if they were out in the open, they would have been rejected by everybody. Now you say that there were connections between Crowley and the Nazi movement. You also draw the connection between the Nazi movement and, um, and Helena Blavatsky, the founder of Theosophy in New York City. It's still there. They were founded in 1875, something around there. It is the official religion of the UN. The, uh, her progenitor created the Lucis Trust. It was originally called the Lucifer Trust. And that, you could look at their website to this day. It is the, the religion of the United Nations. It is all about what we're looking at now. This idea that there really is no faith in God. It's all the virtue of everyone being de facto equal and destroying and wiping out anything that makes us unequal. Now that's the ultimate sort of the crown jewel of that particular secular faith. So what is the Crowley connection to, to the Nazis? Well, it's just, there's a lot. It's just that he was in that kind of artistic framework. There's a bunch of directors and artists that knew Crowley. He was in, he was there in um, Germany at that time. There was a woman named Kunzel who tried to get the Crowley's Brook of the Law to Hitler. So they kind of had to have known of each other. And mm -hmm. I think he was finally kicked out of Germany uh, during the kind of uh, 1933, or he left. Right. So there are some actual definitive uh, connections between him and the Nazis uh, through the OTO as well, because a lot of these guys were OTO members. One of Hitler's favorite artists, I think his name was Block, was a member of the OTO. So Crowley's governing the OTO with this Hitler guy, this guy that Hitler really admired who made kind of uh, paganistic art. So there's a lot there, but uh, 
also the the theosophy that went through or went through very influential even the ideas of arianism the concept of arianism arguably was uh you could oh, say was, infected it was germany by blavatsky i mean in yeah, her book Isis Unveiled, she talks about this idea of an arian race which is further evolved i mean it all a lot of it emanates from darwin who was another figure i think in this secretive movement this idea that man could be perfected and improved biologically into a new species and that uh, the nazi movement and and uh Blavatsky in Isis Unveiled, which was very popular, by the way, in the 1960s with the alternative culture, that she actually coined the word Aryan. It's this, it's this mythical race by which the Germans would go back pre-Christian times, pagan times, and they would become this purified um, man that had been racially purified through the process of winnowing out and eventually annihilating or isolating other races so that they could become supermen, and that the image was the ubermensch, which again was coined by Blavatsky, this man who, men and women who were perfected beings who could live to be around 200 years old, blonde hair, blue eyes, super strong, super consciousness, um, this new species. And if you think about Darwin's theory of breeding, which is what it is, you, it would make sense that they would try to do this. I mean, this is what Darwin's cousin Galton tried to do when he coined the term eugenics, the idea of creating a new kind of man. And that it was viewed as a moral thing to do because why not? You can have a stronger, healthier, more conscious society and a more conscious human being. And so they, they tried to do this through breeding and through the elimination of inferior, what they viewed as inferior races or races that had not been, uh, they weren't as high on the evolutionary chain. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. As the Aryans. Yeah, my understanding is that the Aryan concept it wasn't in Germany until the mid-19th century or, or Blavatsky. Mm. So it's really, people kind of might have uh, interpreted it that way, but it was something that was integrated through, through the Nazis, the Nazi movement. And it went from theosophy to Ariosophy, which was kind of like an offshoot. And yeah. one of a person who had uh, influenced Hitler was a guy by the name of Meister Eckhart or Dietrich Eckhart. Oh, yeah. Dietrich Eckhart. Mm -hmm. And so he was also a high level kind of theosophist. So you can see these very strange uh, currents of occultism and mythicism and things like that going into to kind of Hitler. But uh, yeah, Crowley's all the way, uh, you know, in very strange ways all around that movement. And kind of like, I think that he was, uh, very intense kind of racist too. So he would have had those racist views. Like you, you can see it suffuse his uh, autobiography, his racism as well. Right, and they they were into this idea of a seed war between the races, and that this idea of perfecting a, a race that would idealize something in the past. And in a sense, I mean, the communist movement has its own variation on this theme. Except in that in their case, they're trying to perfect man through 
the forceful forceful elements of societies, which would go through stages where eventually we would give up everything that made us unequal, like like private property, like the right to trade, things like personal relationships, love, family, loyalty, sovereignty, all those institutions. Yeah, but wasn't that like the eventual end? Like that was the end of the whole dialectic was going to end in that way in the communist yeah. worldview, right? It was their utopia was right over the next, you know, purge, right? So we're getting there. Right, we're getting, we're getting to this one world beehive where everybody just, you, you've surrendered. It's like we've all become lobotomized. We no longer are different. We're all equal. And that all, everything is evil, evenly distributed. We live in perfect harmony with nature. Um I think that this idea has continued after World War II, except that World War II gave it a bad name, mainly because of what they did to the Jews. But they continued it with uh, people like Aldous Huxley's brother, Julian Huxley, the founder of UNESCO, who uh, wrote a pamphlet in 1948 where he talked about uh, a new international religion, um, a secular religion of um, humanistic, uh, what do they call it, evolutionary humanism or something like that where all the religions of the world, Christianity, Muslims, Islam, all of them would retain their physical nature. You'd have the, the stained glass, the services, the rituals, but the actual philosophy and the belief systems would be replaced by this humanistic, atheistic view. And uh, yeah, you look around today, I mean, that certainly is what's happened. But uh, William, you, on the other hand, have gotten into a very interesting aspect of this, which I have not really spent much time on. So I want to delve into that. And that is kind of the weird, darker, you know, violent, um, hypersexual side where you have stuff going on with cults where they're doing stuff to people that is really ugly and it wouldn't be happening if they weren't at least tacitly supported by, if not intersected with this international elite establishment. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting phenomenon, post-war phenomenon, this kind of melding of Nazi ideas and ideology and occultism, which is that book, my most, you know, the, the book I put out in 2021, Global Death Cult, which really yeah. takes place with the advent of the internet, just like you and I are talking right now. But imagine people with those kind of post-Hitler ideas kind of perpetuating them through the use of occultism and hermeticism. And it they were part of this. The One of the lead guys, his name is David Myatt from the UK, was part of a Gladio stay-behind network. So after World War II, they were afraid of the communist invasion of Europe. And they actually started this werewolf organization, which morphed into this Gladio. Gladio is... Uh, basically like gladiator but gladio is also the knife the uh roman army that the soldiers would use so this is kind of like this far right kind of secret society occultism which was definitely supported by elites in europe and in the united states cia which uh, you know we mm-hmm. that, which is really the american elite uh definitely supported this so these ideas just you know kind of gestated and really with the with the expansion of global communications through the internet have seeded all over the world. And so this organization that really was kind of a new organization from the 1980s, the Order of Nine Angles, uh, which is the fusing of kind of a Nazism and occultism, really grew and manifested. And there were deaths all over the world 
and horrible things and perversions. Uh, there is a, like a thread of uh, pedophilia and child abuse in this organization, uh, secret killings. It's just a real hodgepodge, like a real mix of very ugly, dark stuff. But it uh, kind of because of uh, COVID and clamped down by governments, governments finally kind of realized there was something pernicious going on. And uh, you know, like the, the, the organization that kind of grew or was influenced by the ONA here in the States, the Adam Waffen was, I think they, a lot of those guys got arrested. They were engaged. Adam Waffen was here in the States was engaged in the biggest swatting organization ever in the world, which is swatting is where you call somebody and you say, Hey, you call like the police and say, go to one, two, three, four Smith street because some guy's shooting his wife. So then the cops get ramped up and go to this house and they were doing, they actually did it. Adam Waffen was organized in multiple states, Texas, Washington, Virginia. And they actually were brazen enough to get the head of the Department of Homeland Security swatted. I forgot no. what her name was under Trump. But yeah, so uh, they're, a lot of those guys are in jail now. So a lot of the head of Adam Waffen. And I haven't heard much of them. Some of these suits are going on associated with the ONA. There was a guy in New York who was actually at the MCC. It's kind of infamous uh, jail that's in Manhattan that, Glenn Maxwell was in and Epstein was murdered. Epstein, in. Yeah, right. Yeah, his name was Meltzer. He just <clears> got <throat> sentenced and he was he was c communicating to ONA members about setting up his own military unit for a terrorist attack. So, so the ONA then kind of came out of World War II. They're not new. Neither, by the way, is Antifa. Uh, they also started in the 1930s. Right. Yeah. Um and that they basically were able to, as you say, infiltrate into the United States after World War II, where they, um, I mean, this is something that I don't think most people are aware of. I don't know a lot about it, um, but you're, are they connected to things like uh, the Son of Sam killings or are there other ways? That's a of really good question. It's a really good question. We don't know the totality. A lot of these things surface, right? So somebody gets arrested. There was something in Orange County where a young man by the name of Blaze Bernstein was killed by an Adam Waffen member. And mm -hmm. that guy's about to go to jail. I mean, he's about to be tried. He hasn't been tried yet because of COVID. Um, so that was one surface. There was another Toronto killing involving this guy, Wilhelm von Nudigem, who killed, stabbed some guy just sitting in the park or sitting in, in front of a building at night. So these things surface, but so the totality of the criminal acts may not even be fully known. And there was a guy in the UK, his name was Daniel Hussein, who had the ideas and killed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two ladies in a park. They're at a birthday party in the middle of the night. So how many of these acts are influenced by this ideology? The thing about the ideology of the ONA, which was really codified in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't. It wasn't, the guys weren't writing just after 45, although you're influenced, they actually... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. ...deify Hitler. Hitler is an avatar for them. It's not, he's not just a political figure. He's like a, re- a religious figure. So in the ONA, they actually have time, like Christians have AD, right? They have, uh, nine, what is it, 1890, 1889 EV, that's the, or uh, that's when, or year of Fien, that's when Hitler was born. So that's how they do their time. Like that's how, uh, how wow. much they adulate Hitler. But um, the idea, the core idea is kind of like what we talked about, this idea of killing off people who are, uh, unfit. So there's this process within, if you become an ONA member and you believe the ideology, you go out and, you, and to go up the scale, the seven septenary scale, you select an offer, a sacrificial victim, and you have to kill them. So it's about murder. It's about selecting people to be murdered with this kind of utopianism where man becomes homo galacticus, where you get rid of all these, the dross or whatever, and then you can ascend to this utopia, just like these other communists and Nazis had these crazed utopians that they were headed mm-hmm. to, which was really just a river of blood to uh, a mirage uh, and that a lot of innocent people died. So that's really the core idea of the ONA is to go out and murder people. Yeah. But it's not like they, they, in a sense, operate in a manner similar to the um, the, the cult of the assassins in, in Islamic countries in Iran, where they would basically pick up this young guy sitting at a bar or something, kind of a disaffected, disillusioned young guy and they would bring him to this magnificent palace where he could have everything and you know do everything and food and sex and drugs and you name it and he lived this perfect you know this wonderful existence for about a month and then they'd send him out to assassinate someone and they would say you have to when you assassinate this person you will then embody their spirit it'll enter into you and you'll have some kind of an eternal life. You'll have like, um, you know, the 70 virgins. I don't know what. But the thing is that they would then send these people out as trained assassins to attack a political opponent, someone that for whatever reason they decided to attack. So I wonder if this is something like that, or is this just a bunch <laughs> of lowlifes, a bunch of scumbags oh, who are out uh, there killing, doing thrill kills? Or have they been kind of... Are they tools of the establishment? Have they infiltrated the establishment or vice versa? I mean, is there any kind of like an intersection there? It's a really good question. I think they've infiltrated the the American, at least in America, they've been in, tried to infiltrate the military to get training. You're supposed uh-huh. to do something called an insight role. I have not come across anybody kind of in an elite sense with the ONA, like a politician or something. Maybe there are, but it's all secretive. 
Um, it definitely operates as a secretive society. Like they say, we have an oral tradition, A-U-R-A-L. So certain information is um, passed in between and it's not written down. Like, I don't know what that is. Right. But they may be tied in, like there's similar ideologies to the smiley face killings where these young men are out at a bar and then they disappear and found dead. Like they may be associated with that. I don't know. By the way, that's something that's gone on in Boston, my own hometown here. Uh, there's been several instances, not in recent years. I don't think, I think the last. There's been 10. Years. There's been 10 or 15. Uh, they've yeah. had oh, yeah. recent ones. Bobby Kelleher, Hurley was a guy, both at the TDI Center. There was another yeah. kid by the name of Zach Marr. Who's downtown at the Bell and Bell and Hand? He's at Tower. the Bell and Hand. Yeah, I remember yeah. it. And it was in the yeah. news, and they were out late. They were alone, and they just sort of left the bar. Then they disappeared. No one found them. Then the body was found maybe a week later in the Charles River. It, they were not mutilated. They were not even robbed. They were just drowned and killed. And they are unsolved mysteries in Boston. Well, that's enough. Yeah, there's about ten or fifteen. There's actually a really good article I could lead you to by Elise Soper on the Cryptid Antiquarian website where she listed all of these cases. And uh, she kind of had a kind of vibrant blog, but that blog had 2,000 responses, all from people in Boston telling all their stories about the people who disappeared and died. But there's a lot. There was a... There was and a is there a connection between that and this OTO? Well, you can't, you can't well really... it's a good question. I mean, I've never made a connection between the O9A and the oh, Smiley Face Killers other than... It's that symbol of the smiley face. Both groups have used it. Like, I don't know why. Ona it's like a kind it. of, they always have symbolic yeah. language to kind of communicate with each other. And it's a weird thing, but it, in the, 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 in the modern occult, in, that, right? in the modern occult, the, this kind of smiley face has an esoteric and exoteric meaning. So as, exoterically, you and I see it, we think it's a smiley face, but for them, it's about laughing through tragedy. So it has a kind of a deeper meaning. And it's been implemented, if you watch the Watchmen show uh, with uh, the comedian, so he's laughing while he's killing people. You can see it implemented or, or in the in the common culture in those like Alan Moore shows and stuff like that. But to get back to your original thing, like how much, uh, how what's their connection to the elite? I don't know, but it is kind of a religion for the online disaffected kind of people on the spectrum uh, seem to be attracted to the ONA and Adam Waffen. And what about, I remember years ago, I interviewed the author of a, a book, a very definitive book about the son of Sam. He spent time interviewing him in prison, uh, that being... The Maury movie. Terry? Was his name Maury Terry? I think so, yeah. And he, he, son of Sam himself, and his research backing this up, indicated that he was part of a satanic cult that was involved in murders across the country and that they're still out there. And that they would have certain telltale symbols to indicate that the murder had been done by them. In the case of Berkowitz, he actually murdered, I think, something like 13, 14 young women. Um, oh, but wow. uh, but there are other sort of one-offs out there as part of this sort of informal satanic cult. Now, are they connected to this group at all or not? Well, I think the connection to the Berkowitz Sons of Sam was the Process Church. So some of these okay. guys overlap in this organization. So, so even some of the people who are involved with Proleism are also involved in the Process Church. So uh, it's kind of like a deeper occult. Like Crowley recommended all these occultists that they didn't stick with one group, that they join every occult group. I so I don't know the full underground. I do believe that there's an online network. Um 
that there is an online network, online network of occultists that communicate through either the dark web or just through the internet. And, uh, now the process involved in the various actions. Yeah. That was a big deal in the 1960s. I think that was there not, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't there somewhat of an interface between them and the Manson cult? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Manson called himself the family and then the, the process called themselves a family. Manson actually said, uh, Robert de Grimston and myself are one. Robert de Grimston was the head of the process church. So there is a, there's a lot. And I think that was one of the original books on Manson. Uh, they actually, he mentioned the process church and then the process church sued the guy and made him take the chapter out. And I think it was mm -hmm. called, I can't remember the, the name of the book offhand, but yeah. So there's all kinds of weird overlaps. Even the head of the ONA, Myatt, Myatt, who wrote this, was a member of the OTO at one point. So he kind of passed through those stages of occult knowledge and then kind of put it. There's actually in my book, there's actually him and Michael Aquino kind of squabbling with each other. There's actually correspondence between them where there's like uh, Myatt saying, you guys aren't really real. You're not uh, dedicated to killing enough. And that's really what we are about. So it's kind of like uh, this ri kind of rivalry between Aquino and Myatt. So it's uh, these guys know about, each other. What about the what about the uh, the, mo the mob the mafia? Um, they also have this ethos, this sort of secretive blood oath, and um, you know, becoming a made man. You know, they kind of cover that in the Godfather movies, right? They had to kill someone to become like an insider in in the, in those organizations. Is that in any way intersected, or is it just a similar philosophy? I think it's a similar philosophy, but they actually, in some of the O9A in literature, they mention the mafia, right? right? So the mafia burns something. You put blood on a letter and burn it and put it in a chalice. So I think that there's kind of this ritual element all through the ONA. I think they're aware that they're part of like that secret Omerta network, you know, where... And, and what about the process church? Are they still around? I mean, is that something that or did they transformed into another organization? They became like the uh, after the process after kind of like they became publicly known. They became like the foundation or something. But some of the elements, a lot of the guys have died off. But they mm -hmm. are still, they're probably still around in some form or another. All right. And what about uh, Jimmy Jones and the Jonestown people? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I don't know. Jones okay. is a very interesting guy. He had CIA connections. You know this guy Matrione. But how, well, how yeah, I kind of wanted to get to that because the CIA seems like it's um, deeply involved in, in a lot of this stuff through uh, MK Ultra starting after World War II, and in a sense a, a major coordinated effort to how to engage in mind control manipulation of the masses. It was them. It was the Tavistock Institute in England. It was the Soviets with their Polytech Institute. And this, and of course, they derived a lot of their their learning on this from the Nazis themselves, who were brilliant at manipulating mass mind control by means of depriving certain sensory experience for people, all you know, and making them believe a certain way. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can't help but think that that they've really perfected the art of that, and they probably are at least informally intersected with these darker occultic forces, mainly because they probably embrace some, some of their beliefs, if not literally. And that a lot of what we are seeing right now in society, very strange things 
where the masses are seem hypnotized into locking themselves down in fear because of the alleged pandemic, um, or they're allowing their children to be castrated and neutered and, you know, and mass, and, and they've become convinced that there's some kind of a virtue to this. It's almost like what they it's did. It's affirming. In yeah, you're affirming your gender. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have to do it for grandma. The more higher, more yeah, you got to take the shot for grandma. You don't want grandma to die. That's right. It's to save her life. And, uh, you know, things like taking drugs that, that are used like for chemical castration. And, you know, it's it certainly is openly a leftist agenda. And I've always been challenging the left, but at this point, they've reached a point where they are literally physically targeting children. But the thing that shocks me about it, not that they're doing this, that doesn't shock me. That's something that is consonant with their belief system. But it's that so many, not only have so many people signed on to it to an unprecedented level, but that our establishment not only is signing on to it quite openly, and profiting from it, but that they are demonizing anyone who is a dissenter from this. It's right. sort of a G.K. Chesterton, the great Catholic uh, thinker, made reference to this when he said that at some point in history, with the way we're going, the, you know, the, the, the uh, Judeo-Christian civilization is going to be seen as the alternative. Right, right, right. Yeah. There's a G.K. Chesterton and Crowley connection too. G. Oh, K. there Chester. is. What is it? Yeah, he he wrote. He read. Uh, he reviewed one of Crowley's poetry books and said oh. that he would be a good poet. Yeah. So, just okay. uh, and he, uh, Crowley knew of Chad. They actually exchanged uh, missives, correspondence. Crowley was a real writer of like letters to other people. So there was a, a lot of letters between him and a lot of different people. G.K. Chesterton is okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One. But, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Who knows? But, but I mean... I guess that, I mean, in post-World War II in particular, I mean, I'm interested in any kind of like an intersection between these dark, shadowy, occultic organizations that are involved with every kind of perversion that would be consonant with the ancient times of the pagans and our elite establishment, the people who... Here's the thing. Here's an interesting thing, at least in these states. The CIA is just redolent with old... Uh, skull and Bones members. I think the signatories of the NSA Act, there were four or five Bonesmen, and they supported Kinsey. It just came out today that they finally defunded the Kinsey Institute, which was obtaining funds from MKUltra and the uh, Rockefeller yeah. Foundation. And the, Kinsey oh, yeah. was out of his mind, torturing kids. All of his research is fake scientism. It's totally... No, totally. It, and it I still mean, has a cultural it, influence, but he was, everything he did was crazy. Be, you know, but a lot of the legal system has based some of their rulings on Kinsey, and he's there diddling, you know, six-month-old babies. And you know, he's, his uh, his book about the sexuality of men was based on interviewing 
you know, pedophiles. Pedophiles, yeah, and just and crazy stuff. Homosexuals go to the gay bar and eat interview people. And he said, this is the true man. And for women, it was, it was all fake. And, yeah, it was uh, all fake, yeah. You know, and this was this was how he did his surveys. Meanwhile, Time Magazine and and Loose and, and on the establishment. Bonesman, Bonesman, Scully yeah, Bonesman. Bonesman, all. They're, they're putting him up on the cover of the magazine, making him Mr. America, you know, kind of your your uh, wholesome, you know, kind of mom and pop sort of a guy. When in fact, he, he actually... I think he he committed suicide because he he basically masturbated no, Kins himself. No, well, yeah, it's kind of a form of self suicide. I think it's in Judith Reisman's book that he had orchitis. The late Judith from, Reisman, who I've interviewed yeah. many times and who passed yeah. away unfortunately during the pandemic. Yeah, he tied a rope around his testicles and yanked on it until he then he, he turned. You know, and then it. Yeah, I mean, he was obviously a very sick and perverted man. I mean, he was involved with all kinds of stuff, and yet he was heralded as this all-american you know avatar it's um, totally crazy uh, maslow yeah. i think it was abraham maslow asked him to see his research so he could verify it and kinsey said go pound sand no way i'm not going to show it's you because it's all fake. Could... I, mean, I, I think yeah, it's still okay. under lock and key <laughs> at right. the university of indiana in birmingham unbelievable yeah the thing and... is is that he's still influential charles i talked to oh, people and they're like oh kinsey yeah he's the He's Mr. Psychology. He's, he's the gold one. standard of, of yeah, a lot of the stuff that's happening right now. With um, it was an agenda, I would argue. That's why to, to sexualize the country and to as a means. I mean, look, Dr. E. Michael Jones, whom I've interviewed many times and whom I disagree with vigorously on on questions of Judaism. Nevertheless, he's right about this: that it's a, a it's a, a sexualization of society as a way to weaken our resolve in our individual identity and, and our culture uh, which ushers in i suppose in the in a, in a secular sense communism or socialism or in a religious sense satanism it welcomes in it opens the portal of of, of the devil in, in into society depending upon how you look at it either way it's doing it so um, right, charles i gotta wrap it up i gotta i gotta head out of here I got to go pick up somebody at the airport. I'd be understood. Happy okay. to talk so, with you again anytime. Same here, William. What is your, what's what? Tell people how they can get your book. They're all on Amazon. You can just look up William Ramsey investigates in my podcast, which this will be on my podcast. Is William Ramsey investigates? It's in the top 05 percent in the world. So I cover a lot of occultism, and I've done a lot of shows on Barbara Marks Hubbard, who's kind of a mod. Well, she passed away, but she was kind of like a theosophist and yeah. Kinsey as well. And uh, but I'd ha be happy to talk. I'd like to talk with you about your newest book when you have time too. Thank you. So really, we'll yeah, we should touch. do it again. Let me just briefly say the case for Jexit, the American Jewish Exodus from the Left, available at Amazon. William, Excellent. thanks again for joining me. We should do it again. Great talk. We should do a series. Yeah, would love to. Thanks, Charles. Thank thanks you. for the invite. I really Thank appreciate you, it. Sir. All right, All take right. care. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.